Two Faces Radio. together again on this Tuesday, a rainy Tuesday, so if you haven't ventured outside yet, be prepared, especially if you're coming up from the south side and you get in North Riverdale to the airport, put some pontoons on your vehicle, watch out for the other guy. Hey, you've just climbed on board the blues train for a very special show this Tuesday morning with harp maestro Ira Malkin from Fatback Deluxe as my co-host. I'm Blackjack, your musical engineer, sort of for the next two hours. Hey, it's a great day. Any day you can tune in to 89.3 FM. Catch the blues. If you're ready, so am I. Buckle them up, blues fans. <laughs> We're live.
Thank you. Thank you.
train today with a very special broadcast. I have a co-host with me this morning, here very early, which is good, prompt and on time. Good morning, Ira Malkin. I can handle it. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, this is cool. Uh, The last time, the first time we met and the last time you were in here was during that holiday season, that impromptu uh, open house that just occurred. Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was back in December. And open house because we had like 20 people here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> musicians. Yeah, I think for the most part. It was like a party. <clears throat> yeah, it was one of those spontaneous things. And we decided to get Ira in here because I like to open the doors and the microphones and the CD players to musicians so that, uh, you know, we get that extra special insight, that perspective that only a musician has. And it's really cool to do this with your handpicked music today. We've done this before with several other people, like Tinsley Ellis, Enrico Scott, uh, Chris Duarte, you know. And so it's it's, it's important, I think, to tune in to the musicians' favorite songs. And you are the harmonica player and vocalist for Fatback Deluxe. I am. Thank you. And you've been with that band for how many years? Yeah, well... I know we were thinking about this the other night. I think it's been over 10 years. We haven't even kept track. 10 years. 10 years. And you're playing at Fat Matt's this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm playing there Sunday evening. We start at 7. And, uh, yeah, every other Sunday this month. We're off for Easter. Yeah, that's right. Every uh, April we we lose one, but... Isn't that how Fat Match does it? You uh, like if you're there on a Tuesday night, you get that whole month of Tuesdays, and then Wednesdays, or is it just the Sundays where you get? No, that? no, no. It's yeah, it's most of the week. I mean, obviously Chicken Shack on Thursday. They've right. been those guys have been doing that what twenty five years. Eddie Tigner. every Thursday. Eddie and uh, Ron Loxton and um, sat in with those guys a bunch of times. That's always a trip. But yeah, yeah our night is we do every Sunday every third month. So uh, I don't know. My math isn't the best, but we're here in April, and then I guess we'll be back in what July. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't okay. do math in public, Ira. So <laughs> you know, and we are we are in the public eye and yeah. ear. I guess I should say right about now. Tell us about the three tunes we opened up with today, and why you chose those to launch the blues train ride. Well, you started off with uh, a classic. I know it's BB uh, King's "Live at the Regal" version of "Every Day I Have the Blues," which uh, I know you asked me to to put tunes together and. I guess I tried to put some significance in, in my picks here. But that was the... Live at the Regal was the first blues cassette I ever bought, <laughs> meaning first blues album I ever bought. Right, of course, I understand. this was yeah. probably yeah. Uh, mid to late 80s. And uh, I, I don't know. I can't go into a story why I picked that specifically, but I know I was in Philly somewhere at a uh, record store, and I had heard of B.B. King, and I was kind of getting into the blues at the time. And uh, I picked that one. And, of course, that tune opens up the record, and when that flat tire shuffle comes in, and then his guitar comes in super loud like that, I think that may have, uh, you know, blew my brain out of the back of my head as soon as I heard it. For our non-musicians in the audience, what is a flat tire shuffle? Well, it's that beat that, uh, well, great, you're asking me to get technical here right off the bat. Well, I'm not even yeah, a drummer. Yeah, yeah. It's I a... don't know. I'll say, if you know it, you know it. Uh, well, I'm not going to imitate it, but it's... Uh, well, you could. You could it's you like could. that reverse, okay. you know, that super fast... Well, it can be slow, too, but... Flat tire shuffle, it sounds flat like tire a flat tire. And, yeah, BB just coming in with that guitar tone... Um, and you, you can tell it's a you know it's a theater, 
So it's just a big production, and the horns are going, and yeah, I think I was just like, wow. I yeah. didn't realize blues, this was, this could sound like this, and how intense it was, and how killer. If, I, I don't know, I, this really isn't, um, I think B.B. was about the third real blues entertainer I saw. I guess I couldn't count Hendrix as uh, pure blues. Why not? He, he was, played with all those guys back in the day. Yeah, he, he did. With Little Richard, he played with. Well, I know, I know. I've I've got you know eight thousand Hendrix recordings. Sure. Uh, 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 BB was uh, someone I saw in the '60s. I had his music in my uh, vinyl collection before I saw him, and got a chance to to sit at his feet. Oh yeah. Probably 1969. Well, he was on the college circuit, like a lot of musicians were. That's where I saw Charlie Musselwhite and Leo Kaki. And yeah. You know, it's a beautiful day. A lot, wow. of, a lot of these bands came through. How big back were his then. lapels at the time? Man, it was it was so <laughs> cool because the band uh, set up in one of the cafeterias for a dormitory complex. Well, there was no stage, and they didn't bring in a portable stage. He just took a corner and yeah. set up everything right on the floor, and it was hippie style. Man, I got right at the base of the mic stand, wow. right where he was singing. And I've seen him, obviously, numerous times since then. And had full a full band, though. Yeah, 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 and had a chance to meet him. Wow. And uh, nice guy, gracious guy, 89 years old, mm. got a little little recent health scare here exactly. with uh, the diabetes and dehydration, supposedly, but I understand he's doing fine. So I think it's a good choice for your opening Thanks. cut. And then we slid into... Uh, well, we did uh, Sonny Boy Williamson, uh, another classic that I, that I put around. Uh, believe me, I'll get into the, the obscure stuff a, l- a little later, but uh, help me. Which uh, I'm trying to. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great Sonny Boy tune that uh, I th- I'm pretty sure that was one of the first tunes I ever played live on stage when I was still kind of learning things and I was, you know, not even 21 yet. And uh, boy, that was a long time ago. Trying man. to figure, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep reminding me of that. Wow. <laughs> My family does every day. So, uh, did you play it like Sonny Boy played the harp? No, actually, hands, hands free. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, isn't that the, amazing? At the time, I probably didn't own any equipment, but I was probably borrowing uh, somebody's really? harp rig. Yeah, I, it was probably a jam in uh, in Baltimore. We used to hang out at a place called uh, the Full Moon Saloon. No longer there. But if uh, anybody from the Baltimore area grew up, you know, in that area, they certainly know what it is. It was it was, it was kind of our Northside Tavern in uh, Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's exactly a, the same type of place, a lot yeah. smaller, but that that paints a picture. <laughs> now, are are you from the Jersey area? Originally, I'm from uh, South Jersey, South Jersey, uh, just just east of Philly. Okay, a lot of good music out in that part of the country. You know? I, I know, I know. And uh, I was just visiting a friend of mine in D.C. Frankie uh, Valley in the Four Seasons. Yeah. And uh, uh, was it uh, who's Rydell? Uh, oh, Tommy? Bobby. Bobby, Bobby Rydell, Rydell, yeah. Bobby Rydell. And, of course, you know, Bruce Springsteen, uh, sure. Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. There you go. Eddie uh, Bunny. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't know. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good <laughs> stuff out there. It's That's a hotbed for all kinds of soulful music with... Uh, a lot of blues as a foundation. Sure. Yeah, and at the time, when I was in high school, even, the Philly sound, there was a big, um, almost Parliament Funkadelic thing going on. Yeah. And, uh, and a Prince thing, but but even more organic. Um, I think the Roots came out of that that era, you know, who's now, you know, Fallon's uh, band. And uh, there, there was Jimmy a lot Fallon, of... Jimmy Fallon, right? Jimmy Fallon, yeah, right. yeah. Um, 
So there was a lot of that type of music out there. there. I mean, at the time, I didn't know anything about the blues scene in Philly, rather. It wasn't until I moved down to Baltimore when I was going to college, which I kind of fell into that. So yeah. uh, anyway, help me, Sonny Boy Williamson. I learned, I, I was familiar with the Muscle White version. Yeah. And I think I just started playing it like Muscle White. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, discovered Sonny Boy's version later on and go, oh, right, this is where, this is where yeah. Charlie got it. Yeah, yeah. So. And who knows where Sonny Boy got it, you know? I mean, well, that's, sure. that, that's the cool thing. The about original Sonny Boy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Sonny Boy won. Uh, yeah. Rice Williams, right? Yeah. And what was, what was so neat about the blues is that everybody shared lines, riffs. You know, they copped little, you know, lyrical phrases here and there. And, you know, there's, there's some um, consistency with some of those phrases and some of them have become classics you know yeah. and it's and it's and it's not the kind of thing where there would be a lawsuit you know it was <laughs> it was just the way yeah it was just the way things were and it was okay to do that especially you know back in the 20s and 30s when these guys were like the willie nelsons of their day they were troubadours you know and yeah. traveling and you know big joe williams and uh, honey boy edwards you know when they when they teamed up and of course robert johnson and charlie sure. Patton. you know they were uh Organic jukeboxes, you know. Yeah. You know so. Hey, and, well, it works for me when I'm, you know, I'm on stage and I'm in the middle of a tune and I start forgetting the lyrics. I can just pull one from another tune and, you know, hey, that's what those guys did. <laughs> that always amazes me. I mean, that he, doesn't happen that often. Even though I can sing along with Beatles songs and blues songs when they're playing, to get sure. up in front and know the lyrics to all those songs and and play an instrument at the same time, that's why you're here, Ira, because oh. it's you know it's a it's a special gift and I know it takes a lot of hard work and practice, but. Always amazing to those of us that sit in the audience and just get wowed by it. Song number three you chose today. Uh, a driving song, or at least a song about a car. Which there you they, go. they don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a double entendre there. Well, there's yeah. driving, and then there's. And then there's know, driving, yeah. People, well, no, no, and then there's people just singing about their cars because they love their cars so much. So uh-huh. I guess there's sort of a difference there. That was Chuck Berry, right? Chuck Berry, I Want to Be Your Driver, um, which you don't. You know, you think of Chuck Berry, you think of Johnny Be Good, and you think of those. You know those types of tunes, and uh, no particular place to go, and and uh, I don't know. I want to be your driver is kind of a little different for Chuck Berry, I'd say, but it's just a hot tune, man. I love it. Chuck Berry influenced so many people. Uh, one of the primary ones that still raves about him is Keith Richards, and yeah, certainly. of course, uh, the sound of Chuck Berry largely influenced by his piano player Johnny Johnson. Oh, really? And that's uh, see. That's, this is why I'm here. That's this, that's this something you can. Stuff I want to hear. Yeah, that's something you can take to the to the bank. And uh, Johnny got out and performed after he had retired, like so many guys, and you know got got another chance to feel that uh, hitting the note experience when you and the audience are oh, in, yeah. in the same groove. But Chuck Berry definitely created a whole new genre, a whole new subset of rock and roll and bluesy styles that had a. Amalgam of country and, and yeah. blues, and you know a little bit of um, redneck, uh, you know, kind yeah, of like kind of honky tonkish. Yeah, and um, well, and the thing about Chuck, you know, the the lyrics were just so real and and so cool, and just everybody could relate to them. And I'll tell you what, being a singer and trying to do Chuck Berry songs, it's a lot of lyrics in every song. Yeah, you know, yeah. so still to this day, sometimes if if I'm going to do a Chuck Berry tune, I have to have lyrics in front of me. I can't remember that much. When when you were learning the Chuck Berry songs, yes, and, uh, when you had your rehearsals or however it is you got sure. yourself, and did you do the duck walk at all? No, no, I'm not going to do the duck walk. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, 
All right, let's let's get back to the music. If you've just tuned in, we have Ira Malkin, who's a harmonica player, vocalist, and front man for Fatback Deluxe. He's our co-host today on the train ride. He'll be here right up until 8 o'clock, and then AJ will take over and bring you into the kitchen for her Blues Plate specials.
Riding the blues train on this rainy Tuesday morning with Blackjack AJ and co-host Ira Malkin.
enjoying the music today and hopefully as much as I on this is a real treat to have Ira Malkin from Fatback Deluxe here as our co-host. The playlist is all his and <laughs> he has handpicked every tune. Well, I'd like to say it's a bigger treat for me actually to be in here and, and hanging out. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's your beat standing in the rain right now. Yeah, no, it? I've been looking forward to this. I know we set this up a little while ago and it's for me it's like you said, all right, pick some tunes to bring in. Saying that to me is like kid in a candy store stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've talked about this a couple times, and I know a lot of my listeners have lived through these kinds of experiences where if you're in your apartment back in the old days when you were single and wild or in your dorm room or whatever it may have been, where you've got a room full of buddies yeah. and you pull out your piece of vinyl your platter, or your cassette, as the case may be. <laughs> it was or, at the time. Or your 8-track. and I had that, too. You know, Yeah, me, too. I even yeah. had an 8-track recorder, you know, an old Cadillac that had an 8-track in, yeah. the, in, the, in the dash. But, you know, you're holding that record. You gently take it out of the sleeve, no fingerprints. You lay oh, it yeah. on your turntable, and you're looking at everybody like, you know, wait till you hear this. I know. Right? Yeah, right? Same thing. Tell us about the music, these last three tunes. What do we do? Well, we, we just came out of uh, an Otis Rush tune, who was you know, big influence on me vocally, I'd say. Not, I'm not delusional. I know I'll never sound like Otis Rush, but uh, <laughs> it was from an album called Morning in the Morning, the first morning spelled with a U. Uh, I think recorded you know, in, in Muscle Shoals. I don't know too much about that record, but it, it's a cool record uh, with Dwayne Allman on it as well must have been muscle shoals because he yeah. was uh like a session musician down there that, yeah 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 um backed up a lot of people aretha franklin and you know all all kinds of folks yeah uh and it's just just a cool tune it's the first tune on the record it's called uh, me <laughs> you know just a funky and actually and this another story behind that song is i you know played for years or sang for years in a band called ton of honey around town here 
and we used to cover that a lot. It was kind of a, I mean, nobody had ever heard that tune before, but uh, we used to cover it at our shows at Northside, and it was it was always a big hit just because it was funky. It would get people dancing. Well, it's the first time I've heard it, too. Yeah, uh, it's a cool tune. Thank you. So before that, uh, we did Freddie King uh, from... Great Freddie King song. I oh, really man. dug that one. That was well, I had to put this on there because, I mean, that's another another big vocal influence, and Again, not delusional. I know I can't sound like <laughs> Freddie King, but you, I can always strive for that. I don't know. Uh, a tune called Only Getting Second Best. Now, the version, uh, I'm assuming this was on a bunch of compilations as well later on, but it was from this uh, album called Burglar, um, which is one of the coolest album covers of all time if you've never seen it. I don't know. It's, it's uh, kind of like, a, um, like one of those 70s paintings where they kind of look funky realistic of just his guitar like the bottom of his guitar uh, if anybody's listening right now they know the album cover they're like oh yeah that's a cool one. tinsley knows it because he's a big freddie king fan oh yeah you know uh later on in the show we're going to get to some sean costello assuming Absolutely. we don't talk too much and sure. um one of the things that happened when sean was in here for his last atlanta radio appearance was i got him on the phone with smoking joe cubic and uh eddie the chief clearwater oh cool we had a like a three-way interview going and Smokin' Joe Kubik used to be in Freddie King's band oh. back in Dallas in the early days. No and kid. he told, shared, shared the experience of what it was like playing with Freddie, yeah. where, you know, how a lot of these blues bands, the band will go out and do an instrumental sure. song first. And then, or three or four. Right, and then bring the star out. Yeah. And Joe said that Freddie would be off stage. Mm-hmm. And he'd be stomping so hard to whatever his band was playing on stage that the microphone stand would be bobbing back and forth. He with was a big, intimidating guy. Big dude, yeah. big dude. I've seen a couple of videos or films, documentaries. I know what you're going to say. Where he's playing in prison, where he's oh, walking yeah. around with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Doing, and I've got some recordings of him when he was on um, a radio show, much like this, probably somewhere in Dallas. Oh, I, don't, I haven't and heard that. playing acoustic stuff. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, no, I, I know what you're saying. There's a... Uh, a YouTube video of him, yeah, in prison, just playing Sweet Home Chicago acoustic, yep. and people are just, you know, their hands are hanging through the bars, and it's one yeah. of the coolest videos I've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Freddie King, who was before him? Well, I was just going to, I mean, that's a tune that'll vocally can make you cry if it hits you, you know, at yeah. the right time. That's a, you know, that's good a, rainy day tune, super slow, and his voice is <laughs> off the charts with yeah. that one. So we started out that little set with uh, a One of These Mornings, which is a little Walter number, but the version that we put on was uh, Ronnie Earl and Sugar Ray Norsha from uh, an album called uh, album from the 80s called Surrounded by Love which uh, is an t- album I got into yeah back when I was living in Baltimore and first finding out about the blues and, and trying to get into it and uh, just a big influential record that whole record was is is great and uh, Sugar Ray Norsha's heart playing is phenomenal so yes was, it is and he's still going strong uh, yeah and the Blue Tones, I think, is his band is now, right? Yeah, yeah no Sugar Ray and, right and the Blue Tones. And, of course, uh, Ronnie Earl just keeps putting out one phenomenal CD after another. Yeah. And I mean, mostly instrumental, or all instrumental, really. He has a lot of guest vocalists now. Oh, on, really? On I haven't his, heard the newer ones. He's got uh, some dynamite uh, women that come on and, and sing Barbara Blue. And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of guys, uh, a couple of soulful uh, keyboard players. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not Dave Keys, is it? AJ, do you remember? Anyway, I can't remember. But, oh, uh, Limonina or something like that is, um, is his, yeah. I mean, he's a fabulous keyboard player. But it's it's amazing that uh, he's held it together. And, you know, I got to see him. AJ and I got to see him when we were at the Blues Music Awards. And um, 
He was very, very well received and just did a phenomenal job the whole time he was there, uh, jamming and hanging out with people. And he and Bob Margolin were roommates at one point really? in time. Yeah. And Bob, hmm. a, a, a very strong supporter, mentor, and oh, good, cool. good, good friend of a lot of people, obviously. But, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised when <laughs> Bob told I, me how close those two used to be. Yeah, I, I, uh, he only, I only saw him down here, you know, in Atlanta, uh, one time, and it was I don't know how this must have been over ten years ago. Well, yeah, it had to be. Uh, CJ's Landing in in Buckhead. Um, is that place still around? I don't, no, I don't know. Uh, was it in like an upstairs yeah, place? Like a, yeah, I, yeah. I walked past the marquee that night. Oh, and, and you didn't come in? I had another commitment that I had to keep. It was a band-related thing, a no, local we won't band. Tell Ronnie. Yeah. And I, I stood there and I said, well, I could blow off this other guy. Yeah. You know, and he was a harp player, too, by the way. And, oh, uh, you definitely <laughs> should have blown no, him off. No, he was. He's a, <laughs> he's a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and, and he was playing at, like, Front Page News or something down there. Okay. And uh, and I stood in front of this place, CJ's Landing. And, and I you saw Ronnie Earl on the marquee and you didn't go in? I, had, I, I, I fulfill my promises whenever humanly possible, and I went. That's why you're, good, you're a good man. <sighs> but, I, I, but <laughs> see, karma came around because I got to meet Ronnie Earl personally it, later on. Oh, there you so, go. So, you know, anyway. Yeah, well, that, that night he, um, you know, I had been a... No, no, that was the second time I've seen him, but it had been a really long time. And I remember the blues scene in town was kind of a buzz with him coming down here. Um, and, every, you know, everybody we knew was there that night, of course, except for you. But uh, Well, the band I was going to go see, I can't remember their yeah. name now. Slim, uh, Blind, Slim, I don't know, it was uh, Bo Hall's band at, at, at the time. Oh, Bo Hall. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he's crazy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I love him. Very artistic, very creative. Sure. Haven't seen him on Facebook lately, which I might, haven't. might be a good thing. He's me. writing novels and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know the guy that well, but yeah, his really? uh, I've, I've met him a few times, you know, at, at Darwin's. He, he was playing for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, very talented and uh, has a different perspective on uh, the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting kind of guy. Hey, we're we're going to break away yeah, for a message, yeah. and uh, we're going to come back with more music. If you've just joined us out there in the rain, be careful, please. Ira Malkin, co-host this morning on the Blues Train Ride, because it's a special day, and he's here right up until 8 o'clock, and then AJ will take over as usual and welcome you into the kitchen. But pay attention to this. <laughs>
You are riding the blues train with Blackjack and AJ and guest co-host Ira Malkin this morning. Some great tunes handpicked by Ira. He's the harmonica player and vocalist for Fatback Deluxe. Ira, tell us about the three tunes we just spun here. The Lee Griffin Band, some local stuff. There you uh, go. We just heard doing a little Walter number. Um, I think Lee put that album out. I, I couldn't believe I was getting these tunes together last night, and I saw, I think it was 03. Hmm. Which that's a long time ago now, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. Twelve years, right? Uh, um, great record, by the way. Uh, I've I've always loved it, and I love Lee. And then the harp player on there is our, our old friend John Lieben. Yep, he's a good supporter of WRFG, sure. and uh, has, and I go way back. He has an eclectic taste in music. And yeah, I was really happy and proud to be from Atlanta when I saw him appear on the Shamika Copeland CD that Oliver Wood produced out of Nashville. Oh, I didn't know that he played on that. Yeah, blue harp on a couple of songs. See, I was just proud when I heard that uh, Oliver produced her record, and now I'm doubly proud. <laughs> Yeah. Of all our boys. Yeah, and Oliver, and um, which will link into the first I know, song. I know, everything's going to link together here. But Oliver, with his brother, Chris, the Wood yeah. Brothers, uh, doing very well, touring yeah. the country and now the world. Uh, Based out of Nashville now, of course. Yep, yep. A lot of people are moving to Nashville that well, are you know. not part of the country genre. Yeah. You know, roots music, certainly. And well, and a lot of people from here, you know, are moving up there, which which is fine. You know, I don't mind being the uh, the incubator for, for all this <laughs> great music. You know, I don't mind Atlanta being, uh, you know, the first step. And if you've just found us at 89.3 FM, we are a unique radio station. It's a community radio station, listener-supported, and we do everything here. We meaning what you might call a disc jockey. We call them air shifters here. Oh, yeah. We're, we're punching buttons, sliding, sliding pots, twisting dials, controlling the CD players or the turntables or the mini disc players, which are like little tiny CDs inside a plastic <laughs> thing. That slip in. You know, we do it all. There's no engineer. There's no staff. If you call here when the mics are not open, we will answer the phone. If you call when the mics are open, we won't. But we will as soon as we can get to them. <laughs> and it's real radio for real people who like real music, who live real lives and have real issues. And it's really all over the board. The programming here, if you go to WRFG.org, check out the program schedule or the program guide, and you'll see the array of different shows that you have to choose from all over the spectrum here. And as you can see... Or here. Or here, yeah. Ira Malkin here today, local musician, spinning his tunes. And what else did we hear? Oh, well, well, first of all, yeah, uh, you just introduced me. I just wanted to thank you again for uh, having me, and I'm having a blast here. Good. We uh, Before uh, Lee Griffin Band tune, we heard The Black Keys uh, off their first record, which uh, I don't know if uh, any of that stuff has been played on this show. Uh, I don't think I have possible. any Black Keys. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. I've got so many CDs now that... They're all alphabetized, but uh, sure. some of them fade from memory. You know, like that when we were talking about Freddie King earlier. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and grab that oh, for, yeah. for next week to get some of that acoustic stuff out here. <laughs> you know. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, Black Keys have influenced a lot of younger players now that are you know just as we were hearing you know Stevie Ray or, mm -hmm. or Charlie Musselwhite or, or well or you know even the more contemporary guys that like Ronnie Earl and those guys uh, were. Influenced by the older guys, I'd say the Black Keys have kind of um, started some interest in in younger players now to to go back and listen to that to that type of blues. And uh, yeah, we heard a tune called "Busted," uh, first tune on on their. I'm I'm assuming it's their first album. It's called "The Big Come Up." Um, super cool tune, but that's 
that's what you can do with just guitar and drums and vocals, you know, which is uh, a big sound. Yeah, yeah, it's the North Mississippi Hill Country yeah. sound. Uh, well, those guys were influenced by uh, Junior Kimbrough and, and Arthur Turner. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know much about that genre of blues. I, I dig it, but I never got heavily, you know, I was, I was kind of always a Chicago guy and, a, you know. Yeah, well, I was too. I mean, AJ and I grew up halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee, so we we had a cornucopia of oh, yeah. music to to choose from and listen to, and great stuff on the radio. In spite of what isn't on the radio in that neck of the woods these days, although yeah. I know, I hope, I think, if assuming our stream is working, my cousin is listening in Kenosha this oh, morning, cool. and I understood from uh, Mean Dean, that it was 60 degrees there over the weekend, so maybe the snow has finally melted up in They're <laughs> feeling like us. Yeah. So, uh, And then we opened up with uh, one of our favorite bands that yeah. used to be here in Atlanta. And sure. Well, we were just talking about Oliver Wood. Uh, his band that he played with for years in Atlanta, well, I mean, one of my favorite bands of all time, King Johnson. Uh, we did a tune called Ain't Next to You, which was the version, it was the live version from a, a record they did called Live 05, um, which I guess was a compilation of live stuff. I don't know if it was all one night or for, I don't know. We'll have to ask. Yeah. But, uh, I also man. have that album. You know, I, sure. I think I've got every one by King, King Johnson. And as I was saying off, off mic, there was a point in time when we had more than once, I believe, the entire King Johnson band in right. here. That's a the big horns band. and yeah. Kevin Baba on drums and Greg. everybody. Yeah. Or Greg. Well, I was going to bring him up, too, because he Greg. was in a bad wreck recently. Sorry, Greg. And, uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, so I was going to kind of shout out that tune to him. Um, he's recovering. I mean, he's, he's okay. I haven't talked to him personally, but what? he's uh, apparently he's doing okay now. What did uh, you say? He was in a wreck? Yeah, he was in a bad wreck. Um, I think it was only two weeks ago, something like that. Wow. So, uh, I, yeah, he was no uh, laid up at, at Grady, I think. And uh, I think he's back home. But uh, he might be laid up for a while. So if, if this is the first, if you know Greg, this is the first time you're hearing about this, you know. Hit yeah, him up. former drummer Check with uh, King Johnson. King and Johnson and many other bands. Yeah, I think he did some work with Delta Moon. And, yep, uh, you he know, did. And yep. then, uh, you know, my, my old rock band, Ton of Honey, he, uh, he did a show with us at least once or, or twice. But a uh, great guy, great drummer, and uh, what a band, King Johnson. Hey, you're listening to WRFG Atlanta, 89.3 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at WRFG.org. This program, at least this portion of the program, is brought to you in part by listeners like you and the following sponsor. The Atlanta Center for Cognitive Therapy at Lenox Point is pleased to join listeners like you in supporting WRFG and Democracy Now! The Center has been part of this city's mental health community since 1985. The Center presents the book Overcoming Depression, a Cognitive Therapy Approach by Mark Gilson, Arthur Freeman, and Jane Yates. The Atlanta Center for Cognitive Therapy is located at 62B Lenox Point. For more information, 404-842-0555 or on the web, CognitiveAtlanta.com. Hey, you have landed at 89.3 FM, the right place to be on the left side of your dial. Blackjack, AJ, and Ira Malkin here today. Set us up for this next tune. Oh, coming up next? Um, yeah, this this will be interesting. Uh, I'm, I just mentioned our my rock band, uh, Ton of Honey, that we still do shows every once in a while. It's, it's, been a, it's been a while, but we'll get back to it, don't worry, that I played with for years with my, uh, my partner, uh, Brian McClenning, who wrote this next one. 
uh, off of our CD called Lifetime's Chore that we released, I think it was 03 now. Uh, it's a tune called Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. And then they copped it for a, a movie title. Yeah, and, <laughs> and a bunch of other tunes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a gravity now, yeah. <laughs> you know, in All their right. playlist. Hold on, buckle up.
on me. I got the heebie jeebies and can't get well. I gotta jump back, jump back. Heebie jeebies, gotta get back, get back. Heebie jeebies, gotta jump back, jump back. Heebie jeebies, gotta get back, get back. Heebie jeebies, gotta jump back, jump back. Heebie jeebies, I'm a bad luck baby. Put the jinx on me. I got the heebie jeebies, all the love is flowing. Got the heebie jeebies, but you have to go with it. Don't want me, darling, just let me know that I won't be a fool over you no more. You gotta jump back, jump back. Heebie jeebies, gotta get.
This morning, handpicked quality music from Ira Malkin, our guest co-host, the harmonica player and vocalist for Fat Back Deluxe, one of our local blues bands that will be performing this Sunday at Fat Matt's Rib Shack, an iconic eatery here in the ATL. Oh, the greatest. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good place, and Fat Matt, it's Harper, <laughs> caters the WRFG Labor Day Blues Barbecue. What a good guy. He is a great guy, and... Uh, he and I have a lot in common. We've, oh yeah, yeah. We've yeah, outside of the music, we've we've talked about a few of our uh, extracurricular activities, uh, and it's it's good to know. You know, we're 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 in tune with the natural <laughs> have a order. With him, huh? Yeah, we're we're in tune with the natural balance of Mother Nature. Well, he's an easy guy to hang out with. Definitely, definitely. So we heard some little Richard, the man who was going to be inducted along with Tommy Brown and Eric Clapton into the Blues Hall of Fame. On May 8th. One of the reasons I put it out there. Uh, yeah, great tune, Heebie-Jeebies. Just one, of the, one of the ones you don't hear a lot, but uh, just a great tune. You know, it's hard to listen to Little Richard and just not have a smile on your face, right? Yeah, and dance. I mean, right. You know, and I, I have some of the specialty records, the 45 RPMs from my childhood oh, that yeah. were Little Richard. Mm. Uh, Hold on to those. Recordings. Well, yeah, I, I have to. I tried to get him an autograph one, one time, and he wouldn't do it. But uh, oh that's okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I still appreciate I can imagine his that talent. conversation. Yeah. There was no conversation. <laughs> it, was, it was just a look. It was just a look. I you was, got it. I was, I was like chewing gum on the bottom of somebody's oh, shoe. Geez, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, those guys have been through it all. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I don't, I don't hold it against them too, yeah. too much. But he better hurry up and sign it for me because he's in his 80s now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> well... We'll see. We'll have yeah. to go meet him somewhere Well, surprise him. I'll have to see if I can find out if he's going to be at the induction of the Blues Music Hall of Fame. I, uh, uh, you know, the hall, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, you know, he, he'd, he'd be hard-pressed to pass up a microphone on the stage, I think. Anyway, so, and Little Richard, big influence on so many people, one of the architects of early rock and roll, if not the architect, according yeah. to him. And... Well, Fatback Deluxe does some Little Richard stuff, and uh, a lot of people stay away from it. It's not the easiest stuff to sing. No, no. You know? Especially those high falsetto. Woo! Oh, yeah. We keep it in the, the, the same keys that he did it in. Wow. You know. We, and standing up playing piano. and Yeah, well, see, that's the only thing. Though. You know, we don't have piano in our band, so I always tell people... You know, we're, we're at Matt's. I said, well, this is what Little Richard might sound like if there was no piano. If there was no piano. <laughs> you know, which yeah. you either want to hear that or you don't. But, no, I, you know, it's always fun playing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great type of rock and roll. And oh, yeah. Really got into some good bluesy stuff, too. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, granted, most of his stuff sounds very similar, but yeah. I can listen to it. Slipping and sliding. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Tutti Frutti, Long Tall Sally. Right. Beatles did covers of Long Tall Sally and... 
you know, that was, you know, when they were playing the, the Hamburg, Germany yeah. you know, era before they were the Beatles sure. and they were becoming the, the Beatles, uh, they, they relied on a lot of American R&B and, sure. and blues for their playlists. Yeah, well, that was so, certainly my influence. You know, you talked about 8-track uh, tapes before. My <laughs> yeah. parents, which I want to give a shout out to them, by the way, they're, they're listening, streaming live right now. Up, up in New in, Jersey. Up in New Jersey. So Jersey. hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. But anyway, yeah, they had, um, I believe, yeah, they had eight tracks of old Beatles records, you know, the, the early Beatles stuff. And mm-hmm. that was certainly an early influence. Uh, While you my, were in your car seat driving well, around. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, they, they, like they had car seats back then. You know? <laughs> just get in the back and, you know, keep your head down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing that we survived without all the precautions and but safety. But we did, things. didn't yeah. we? Well, yeah. I was, it's funny you bring that up. I was I was yeah. thinking about back in my day when I was a little tight, you know, probably chewing on my high chair or my crib, which was painted with lead paint. <laughs> and, you know, and, and we still cook out of aluminum pans. We'll see if that has a see, dimension. See, look, came out all right. See? Yeah. yeah. Over at the Fortress of Solitude, we have aluminum pans. So, you know, it's, you? Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a possibility because they, didn't they even know that. Well, they have linked aluminum to Alzheimer's. So, so and breathing the air is bad for you too. Yeah. So. Well, you know, hey, I just look forward to the day when I can hide my own Easter eggs. <laughs> we're All get, right, we're getting close. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> All right, and then we followed up with Sean Costello. We did. Uh, you know, I certainly wanted to play some Sean while we were here, and it was uh, well. First of all, it was really tough to go through and pick tunes. Just for this morning. I mean, I, I didn't say it was easy, right? No, I mean, you I mean, think this is easy out there in <laughs> Radio Land doing this every Tuesday morning for 17 plus I'm just years? Just seeing, I, I had so much. That yeah. I, I went, you know, yeah. I had a playlist last night with like 200 songs on it, and yeah, I had to whittle course. it down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I'm going to whittle, I can listen to any Sean tune anytime as well. But this was um, a tune called You're a Part of Me off of um, his Moaning for Molasses album, which I'm sorry, I, I'm blanking on, on the year now. But That's okay. I know I listened to that tune, and well, first of all, it'll make you cry for for many reasons, um, just by how good it is, and then you know, but the, uh, the fact that we lost Sean exactly. way too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but uh, that tune is kind of the essence. One of one of the tunes that represents the essence of Sean to me. You know, it's it's just um, it came back from that record uh, after his cutting in record, which was phenomenal. You know, as a, a big blues record but he on morning for molasses it was a lot of tunes like that you know getting into something else yeah and he was you know? so dedicated to preserving that sound and that type of r&b bluesy and he threw himself he yeah. poured himself every cell in his yeah. body went into each song that he performed and his stage presence and yeah. his guitar play, i mean everybody just raved about yeah his skills his dedication to the music and right. he started if, if i remember correctly from the interview that we did shortly before he passed away he picked up a cassette um yeah i, I remember this too i don't, the, I don't in, remember in, who it was but might have been howlin wolf but okay. uh you know one and it, it just set him off and, yeah and he you know he was from the same area i was in new jersey originally yeah you know, grew, grew up uh, right. in south jersey right near me he uh, learned by ear, I, I, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of the greats have, haven't they? Just, just like uh, a lot of guitar players, you know, he'd sit and play it over and over until yeah. he could imitate those same notes. And, boy, just a, yeah. a phenomenal. Since we're talking about Sean, yeah. I, have, I have not shared this for quite a while. This was the last 
radio interview in the Atlanta area that Sean did here on the train ride on a Tuesday morning back in March, several years ago. And he brought his genuine, uh, what is it, was it a 59 gold top Les yeah, Paul? something like that. The one he wouldn't bring on the road. He brought an imitation one or, you know, whatever you call it. Probably uh, good thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he, but he brought the real one here that day, and this was the result. Sean Costello is in the studio with... His guitar, a Gibson Les Paul, and what kind of amp you got in there today? Oh, I just got a, an old uh, Ampeg here. It belongs to my friend Bill Burke. Uh, so thanks, Bill. Okay, fire it up. <laughs> All right, just going to do, uh, I guess, an old Tommy Johnson song.
woke up up this morning. I had cans lying all around my bed. Lord, 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 I woke up this morning. I had cans lying around my bed. I'm crying, run here, sweet baby, and take away my my cane. Sean Costello captured live here in the studio several years ago, shortly before he passed away. I uh, had to slip that one in. And we have Ira Malkin in the studios with us today. Thank you. And he's with Fatback Deluxe. And other than that tune, every song you've heard this morning has been handpicked by him. A struggle to narrow it down to just a handful of tunes to try and squeeze into a two-hour time slot. Sponsors of Good Morning Blues, and again, that includes Blind Willie's, Darwin's Burgers and Blues, Eddie's Attic, Fat Matt's Rib Shack, and Steve's Live Music. And it's posted on Facebook on the WRFG radio page, WRFG 89.3 FM. It's also at Black Jack's Blues Train and AJWRFG, so you can check it out if you forget who's you know playing. See, I've been telling you AJ's here. <laughs> I'm here. And yeah. here she is. Hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm sitting back and... Me too. Sipping some coffee Me and too. answering the phone and I I, I took to a music. huge risk over the weekend. I read. Oh boy, he I did. did. I did not make a playlist, and that's rare. Oh, so he you you put was, all your faith in me is, is in a musician. Yes, I put all yeah. my faith in me showing up, and you were early, and 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 I knew you were going to be here after we exchanged a couple of messages yesterday and <laughs> over the weekend. There, I told there him was, I said he'll be there. There was there was no doubt. But, hey, my uh, parents taught me to be responsible and courteous, and uh, you know to do what I say I'm going to do, and that's uh, how I try to live my life. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. M, listening in New Jersey. <laughs> you, you you did a good job. I'm starting to get to know your son a little bit better, and. So far, he's he's on my short list of good people. All right. So, <laughs> hope I stay there. <laughs> speaking of Fatback Deluxe. Yeah.
Riding the Blues Train, Blackjack and AJ, and a very special but rainy Tuesday morning. I'm assuming it might be still raining out there. 60% chance of showers all day and probably going to leave around, eh, let's say, between 8 and 9 or 10 and then come back for your drive home if you are a commuter. How about that? Ira Malkin sitting in with us today as our co-host and appreciate all the hand-picked music that you've selected today. We were just listening to... Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you letting me do it. Uh, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, uh, Helen Wolf's uh, 300 Pounds of Joy, done by a Belgian blues band called Mambo Chillin', which I, I, don't, I guess they're not together anymore, but a really cool record. You can, uh, you can find it out there. Um, Mambo Chillin', just a cool version. I, don't know, I figured I'd put it on there. I've had it for years, and uh, I dig it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we were listening to something from uh, my band, Fatback Deluxe, uh, before that, off of our uh, CD called Rat Now. That is the, the title track. Rat Now. So, Rat Now. Rat Now. Oh, and I wanted to uh, bring up that the, the uh, sorry, that the Sean uh, sure. version of Can Heat that, that you played before. I forgot to comment on that, but that was gorgeous, man. I'm really glad you played that. I never heard that before, but. Uh, Maybe you don't get wonderful. up early enough on Tuesdays. You're probably right about that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, a magical moment. We we had a call on that. A gentleman and longtime listener and subscriber uh, thanked us for playing that song because he listened to it the first time when Sean was here live in the studio oh, yeah. performing it, and he said it was such a powerful rendition of Can't Heat Blues that yeah. he had to pull over to the side of the road. He couldn't drive. He had to just stop and absorb and that's what we say, you know, real music for real people who live real lives, who have real right. issues. That's why it's critical for you as a listener, especially all of you out there who have been listening and have never pledged, to make sure that you keep us financially solvent. Otherwise, you know, you'll get some thumping station on here. You know, you know our, our mission here is not only to entertain during Good Morning Blues, which comes to you five days a week, 6 to 10 a.m. We're also here to inform and educate. And that's why, periodically, I ask very special local <laughs> musicians to come in to the right. show and share their insights. We're listening to music this morning that I never would have chosen. Well, some of it I would. Well, I don't have a lot of insight. I can't, I can't talk about things, but I can pick music. Yeah. I can listen to music. There you go. And you can perform, too. I can perform. Yeah, I can do that. All right. So... I think we should get back to the music, huh? What do you, you think? think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I could talk all day if you wanted to. I could, I could go on and on. For well, let me, let me do this one announcement. Okay. And then we'll come back with more of Ira's hand-picked selections right here.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking hot. Paul Linden, huh? Paul Linden, yeah. Wow. Where, where did he move to? He doesn't live here anymore, Mississippi, I believe. Yeah. Wow. And he was the harp player for Sean. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> again, from that album, uh, Moaning for Molasses. Moaning for Molasses. But, uh, yeah, I, I get on kicks where I'll listen to that tune over and over and over. He's one of my favorite harp players. Great, and, uh, great What a killer song. tune, huh? Yeah, killer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. I know. It's not easy. It's early. We're Getting drinking coffee. Getting up this early. We're drinking yeah. coffee. We're having fun. You're riding the blues train with Blackjack AJ and Ira Malkin here, our guest host and purveyor of all tunes critical for you to hear. <laughs> this morning. This morning. Yeah. And in fact, you have one queued up here for a very special person in oh, your life. Oh, yeah. I got a special request. Okay. That I have to fulfill. Uh, we drive around sometimes. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter named Jillian. Good morning, Jillian. Hopefully she's listening. I'm probably going to get a text like, ah, we missed that. But we'll see. <laughs> quick, uh, quick, go run and wake her up or grab her. She's four-and-a-half, and she's a big fan of Ray Charles for some reason. I, I, I don't know how this happened. Well, I, I know how it happened. Yeah, I know how it happened, too. Dad's uh, influence. <laughs> well, this, there's a uh, – you want to go a little bit silly here? Just, just a, a little bit silly. You know, Ray did – everything he did was great, of course. But uh, – he did um, an album called Have a Smile With Me, which is uh, kind of a big band uh, record. And uh, he just did some funny stuff. I, I like the humor in this type of music sometimes. So uh, she loves this tune. always requests it. It's called The Thing. Something we should all do is probably laugh a little bit more. Walking down the beach one bright and sunny day I saw a great big wooden box floating in the bay I pulled it in and opened it up And much to my surprise You know I discovered a Just before my eyes I tell y'all I discovered a Right before my eyes I picked it up and ran to town As happy as a king I took it to a guy I knew Who'd buy most anything And this is what he hollered at me As I ran in his shop He said, get out of here with that Before I call a cop, son Get out of here with that Before I call a cop I turned around and got right out of running for my life And then I took it home with me to give it to my wife And this is what she said to me as I walked in the door Get out of here with that And don't come back no more Please get out of here with that And don't come back no more I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet A hobo who was looking for a handout on the street He said he'd take most anything, he was a desperate man But when I showed him the he turned around and ran You know when I showed him the he turned around and ran I wandered around a many a year, a victim of my fate Until one day I came across St. Peter at the gate and when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. He said, get out of here with that and take it down below. Ray, get out of here with that and take it down below. The moral of the story is, if you're out on the beach and you should see a great big box and it's within your reach, don't ever stop to open it up. That's my advice to you, cause you'll never get rid of that. No matter what you do, I tell you, you'll never get rid of that. No matter what you do. 
Jack and AJ just blows me away every Tuesday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. on WRFG Atlanta, 89.3 on your FM dial. This is Jerry Portnoy from the Muddy Waters Tribute Band. Come home, little girl. 
hate to do this, but we got to close out this train ride. we got to pot down the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. Captured he would understand. He was all business. You know. Live at the Apollo, 1963. Yeah. Two records set on King Records. Uh-huh. Miss Nolan just called in, so this one's for you, darling. That worked out. Yeah, it did. Ira, thank you very much for sitting in this morning and sharing some great music. Before James Brown, we were listening to... Uh, what were we listening Ray to? Ray Charles. Oh, no? No, no, no. Uh, T-Bone Walker. T-Bone Walker. Yeah, Pop okay. and Salty. Just, you know, a great record, T-Bone Blues. 
He also influenced a lot of guitar players, uh, gave the theatrical moves to yeah. Jimi Hendrix, and uh, I'm sure he was a big influence on B.B. King as well, too. I mean, I don't know if he was the first, but he was one of the first to do the uh, behind the back, you know, behind the head playing, you know, that type of thing. Uh, he probably picked it up from Charlie Patton. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you might be right about that. All right. AJ's Kitchen coming up next. Ira, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. It's been a blast. Fatback Deluxe will be playing at uh, Fat, Fat Matt's Rib Shack. <laughs> fat, fat, and fat. Yeah, I know. On Sunday. All right. Stay tuned. AJ's Kitchen. WRFT Atlanta, 89.3 FM, your station for progressive information. Two Faces Radio.